Hello, it's Mike McDivitt, interim pastor of the New Hope Baptist Church, here on December the 4th. I didn't get a chance to have a sermon last week, and I'm sorry, there was just a lot going on. And so, um, this week, we're going to have a sermon on you Christians have the answer, don't we? Yes, we do. Us Christians have the answer, do we not? We sure do. We're going to turn here to Matthew chapter 24. We're going to start here in verse 4 and read down through verse 12. And it says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, and ye that, that be not, excuse me, see that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences, and earthquakes in diverse places. And these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall destroy one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Father, I just thank you for this day that you have given us, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you will do what I cannot do, Lord, and show us today what you would have for us in your word. And ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I wanted to, in this conversation this week about us having the answer, we have a lot of signs today, don't we? Most Christians don't even really know what these signs are, but they're warning signs. And, and of course, you know, they name them other things and blame other people or things or so forth. It's this country's fault. It's that country's fault. It's climate change. It's politics. It's inequity. It's societal. It's you name it. Poverty. But these signs that we just read about, all these Earthquakes in diverse places and wars and rumors of wars. People, people beginning to hate Christians. And of course they did and pass off and on, but it's going to increase. And our love really waxing cold, as it talks about it here. All these false prophets. <clears throat> And we have an obligation. And we're going to get into that. Speaking of these, these signs that God's given to us. There's examples of God's signs being shown to the world in the word of God. And how it is dealt with. And keeping these in mind. These signs that the Bible has shown us. Keeping those in mind, I would like you, if you would, to turn back to the book of Daniel, if you would. 
go back to the book of Daniel. We're going back to the Old Testament for a little while. And we're going to start in Daniel chapter 5. Really, that's, that's the only chapter we're going to hit, but Daniel chapter 5. Again, myself. Starting here in verse 1 of Daniel chapter 5, there's, there's a sign that's going to be shown to really the most powerful man of his time, Belshazzar. And it says, Belshazzar the king made a great feast to a thousand of his lords and drank wine before the thousands. And Belshazzar, while he tasted the wine, commanded to bring the gold, golden and silver vessels which his father, Nebuchadnezzar, remember that name, had taken out of the temple, which was in Jerusalem, that the king and his princes, his wives and his concubines might drink therein. And they brought the golden vessels and were taken out of the temple of the house of God, which was at Jerusalem. And the king and his princes, his wives and his concubines drank in them. They drank wine and praised the God of gold and silver and of brass and of wood and of stone. In the same hour came forth fingers of a man's hand and wrote over against the candlesticks, the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace and the king saw the part of the hand that wrote and the king's countenance was changed and his thoughts was troubled in him so that the joints of his loins were loosed and his knees smote against another we look here and while he was enjoying all the really the the forfeitures and the conquests of his father nebuchadnezzar all the things that he had done in the past. And he was just partying on like they call these days, wasn't he? Sure was. And just, uh, and all this, all this debauchery. And he would, some reason called out, I want those vessels out of the Israelites temple. And we're going to drink in those in, in the middle of our, our, our debased uh, party. And all at once, God shows him a sign. God shows him a sign with the, the hands of a, of a man writing on the wall. And he was so frightened, so scared, that he said his knees were shaking and it's mighting against each other. You know, all those signs that we read about in Matthew. I'm going to tell you something, my friends. People are afraid. People are scared to death. And they don't know where to go. They think of those signs as something that is nothing to do with the Lord God Almighty. And they blame, they blame climate change, right? They blame society and politics and, man, they, they, they blame so many things. But you and I have the answer, don't we? They don't know where to look.
They didn't know where to look here. He's scared to death. You look, look in verse 7 here. Look in verse 7. It says, And the king cried aloud to bring the astrologers and the Chaldeans and the soothsayers. And the king spake and said to the wise men of Babylon, Whosoever shall read this writing and show me the interpretation thereof shall be clothed with scarlet, have a chain of gold about his neck, and shall be one is the third ruler in the kingdom. Then came all the king's wise men, but they could not read the writing, nor make known the king's interpretation thereof. Then was Baldeshazzar greatly troubled, and his countenance was changed in him, and his lords were astonished. The most powerful king in the world, scared to death. I hear a lot of rulers of the world today. They're afraid. You wonder why they're locking down? I mean, a lot of it, of course, is, is things that leftists do, right? They, they like power. They want your money. They want your land. They want you. But even, I think, more than that, they're afraid. The future is uncertain. They're seeing things fall apart. They do what they can, and guess what happens? It gets worse. It's like they forgot common sense, didn't they? But then they see these earthquakes and these storms. Oh, that's climate change. No. That's God's signs being uh, put out there. Pestilence disease everything increasing bible says you know like a woman in travail with a child it's going to increase until the end times they don't see it that way do they we got to take control that's what they feel who has the answers the king here didn't know who had the answers he told his astrologers he called all kinds of people in the wisest of the wise that the world had to offer. And what happened? No answers. No answers. Like the one place in the Bible, we talk about science even, and it says science so-called. That's how I feel today. Science is this. No, no. Your science so-called. But you know what? The queen knew of somebody that might have an answer for him. Look in verse 11. It says, uh, or rather verse 10. Now the queen, by reason of the words of the king and his lords, came unto the banquet house. And the queen spake and said, O king, live forever. Let not thy thoughts trouble thee, nor let thy countenance be changed. There is a man in thy kingdom <clears throat> in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And in the day of thy father, light and understanding of wisdom, like the wisdom of gods, was found in him, whom the king Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, the king I say, thy father made master of the magician, magicians, and astrologers, and Chaldeans, and soothsayers. And she goes on. She said, there is a man of God. She might not have understood that. 
She said gods with an S. There's only one God, right? But this man that your father got had knowledge. And who were they pointing to? The man of God. I tell you what, I was witnessing not that long ago to somebody and all once four other people chirped in because they were interested. You know why? Because we were talking about the end times and witnessing to this person. And as they all chimed in, what were they interested in? Does anybody have an answer? Well, I don't have the answer, but I tell you what, I know who does. The Lord God Almighty in the Bible. And if you and I know that Bible, we have the answer for these people. And it goes on, running out of time here. He offers Daniel the third in the kingdom and necklaces and the gold and so forth and so on. And in verse 17 says, Dan, Dan, the, Then Daniel answered and said before the king, Let thy gifts be to thyself and give thy rewards to another. Yet I will read the writing unto the king. Daniel said, I have the answer for you. How did he get the answer? Was he so wise? Now, he was wise enough to know one thing. He knew where to get it, and that was from the Lord. We're going to skip clear down here to verse 25 as he starts to tell the king. And between that, he reminds him what his father, Nebuchadnezzar, did and how God had to humble him. Remember, he put him in the fields and ate grass like a beast. And after he got done humbling him, he understood who God was. The only wise God. Verse 25, the answer to this thing here, it says, And this is the writing that was written, Meeny, meeny, tikal ye farisin. And this is the interpretation of the thing. Meeny means what? God hath numbered thy kingdom and, it, and finished it. Tikal, thou art weighed in the balances and found wanting. Perez. Thy kingdom is divided and given unto the Medes and the Persians. How, how, how scared do you think that king was then? What do you think he did with Daniel then? Well, in verse 27, 29, it says, Then commanded Belshazzar that they clothed Daniel in scarlet and put chains and gold about his neck and made a proclamation concerning him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom. In that night was Belshazzar, the king of the Chaldeans, slain. And Darius, the, Me, the Midian, excuse me, Median, uh, took the kingdom, being threescore and two years old, 62 years old. Say so that wasn't a very productive thing for him. He found out a day late and a dollar short. Well... He didn't look for the right man, did he? Well, he was doing the wrong thing also, and he didn't learn off his daddy who came to understand something that the Lord God has the answer. You and I got done reading that in Matthew. And in getting done reading in Matthew, reading all those things that God's going to do, and now we're seeing it happen. It's like picking up a, a uh, paper now, isn't it? And we look in the paper and we see all these things. I see another earthquake. and I see another war. and I see another uh, disease or 
so forth and so on. And, and really a one world government lining its tentacles up to take over the world. Say so you're being dramatic. No, I'm being biblical. I'm being biblical. We need to start telling people. These are the signs that God has shown us that he's getting ready to come. The, that, those set of verses are like that hand that wrote Mini Miki, Mini Tikal Yefersen on the wall. And then they went after God's man to understand what it meant. When you read those few verses in Matthew, we need to tell them. This is why this is all happening. <clears throat> But you know what? You don't have to end up like that king. Why? Oh, well, there's a verse in the Bible that everybody knows it's a Christian, right? You forget verses easily. Don't forget this one, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the answer. That's the answer to those signs. I'm not afraid of those signs. Why? Because I know the signs and what they point to. What are they pointing to? Well, for the Christian, here in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13, it says, But I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the, excuse me, that are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of an archangel and the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. All those signs are pointing to that. So for you fellow Christians, what a joy, right? But also for you fellow Christians, what does that also do? The world is looking for today's Daniel. If you are saved, you need to understand these things. And as they look for the answer, you need to be these people's Daniel and tell them. Here's what's coming. And I have the answer. Not that I have it. But God has it in his word. Not that Daniel had it, but God gave it to him to tell the king. We have such a privilege and honor to live in the time we do. We're in the time that prophets have looked for all these years. They sought for it. They couldn't wait till it came. Here we are. You were born in such a time as this for the purposes God has placed in front of you. 
the people that he has put into your life. And we have the answer. And the world has the question. Now are you going to answer them? Are you, my friend? Well, I hope so. Well, we're going to end it there, my friends. And I pray that uh, that it blessed you. It blessed me just to look at this in, a, in another light this week. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Father, I just thank you for this day that you have given us, Lord. The privilege and honor to come before your throne. The ability, Lord, to understand your word through the Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord. We pray that you will help us as we go through this week to witness to some poor lost soul. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, you guys have a great Sunday. You have a good week. Again, I apologize for last week not having a servant. But would you do me a favor and witness to some poor lost soul this week, would you? Have a great week, guys. God bless you.